Good afternoon, everyone. I come to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I want to deal with the, the topic of a prophet. As we continue to go over this, uh, this series of Messianic Expectation, just want to show the, the role of the Messiah and why he called the Messiah, the Christ. What do it mean and what is our hope in him being the Christ, the Messiah? Because when a person is called the anointed one or when a person is anointed, that means they are set aside for a purpose and they carry an, uh, carrying uh, a role. They have this thing that they have to carry out in the earth for the Father God he has sent to do. And then when we look at this thing as the Messianic expectation, we're looking at uh, the, the development of this concept of the Christ or the Messiah. And we look at Jesus as the fulfillment of these prophecies about the Messiah. Then we see how they responded to it in the New Testament. And then what does that mean to us? So today we will be dealing with the, the office of prophet. We have went over the high priest and shows how that should affect our prayer life. That we can actually go to God with confidence and boldness. Not shrinking back because we understand. Yes, God is a holy God. But now we understand his love for us and how we pour through Jesus Christ. And that Jesus sit on the right hand side of the throne. And then not only in that implication. But we can also take it as that we have a uh, John, John, 1 John chapter um, 2 verse one and two, how John said, but if any, he tell us not to sin, but he said, but if anyone sin, we have a, a, a advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He's our appropriation, uh, not just for our sins, but the sins of the whole world. So we have an advocate. An advocate is a lawyer, one that is a defendant before the father. So we, these things have so many uh, implications to it and significant implications to help us in our faith and alter our faith and call us even to evaluate our faith and if we are anywhere lacking in our faith and our faith is going in that wrong direction it causes us to see it and line ourselves back up and then we look at the one of the judge and how the what role did that plays with me as a, he being judged and it, we see that we all have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and it caused me to be responsible and uh other things I say, things I do, it called me to check myself before he have to check me, honestly. And we understand that Jesus is the judge. The Christ has played the role of the judge. Jesus is going to be judge of the whole universe, the living and the dead. And now that we are dealing with this of the prophet, we want to understand this concept of the prophet and how is Jesus the fulfillment of this. And then we see it in a broader spectrum. And, and then we just get some information pertaining to it and how Jesus is fulfilling it, what it means for us, just like we did with the other office. So today we're going to start and do the Romans chapter 18, verse 15 through 18. See, today I want to deal with the prophecy because I look at this prophecy. I see this prophecy is the reason that the office of prophet over, opened up in the get uh, from the start anyway. So we look at Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15 through 18, and it read this. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him you shall hearken. According to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not bear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire anymore that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. So when we look at these three verses, we understand that God told him that he's going to raise up uh, a prophet. And the reason that he said he's going to raise up them, uh, to them a prophet is in their response to him revealing himself to them. See, God, from they was going from Egypt into the promised land. 
And then between them going from Egypt to the promised land, God came down on Mount Sinai and they seen the thunder, they heard the thunder, they seen the light, they seen the fire, they heard the trumpet again louder and louder. And then they heard the audible voice of God. When they heard the audible voice of God, the real voice of God, they was afraid. They said, Moses, you talk to God. Don't, don't let us talk to God. Hear the voice of God again. At least we die. They felt like they're going to die. So God honored their, their prayer, honored their request. And he didn't speak to them. So he, this is his response to what they said. Verse 18 says, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. So we look at this and we see that this is a very important prophecy. One, because God said, look, he finna raise up another person. And this person he raised up was going to be compared to Moses. And he compared to Moses because he had this face-to-face -face intimate relationship with the, uh, with the Father, with God. And not only that, but we have to understand, anybody that don't listen to this person that is, this prophet that is quoting Deuteronomy chapter 18, God said, yeah, you will have to, you're going to have to answer to him for it. So now, you know, you got all the Israelites, all the Hebrews, all the Jews, eyes are real open because of this. Like this got to be an important person and we have to understand who this person is because we don't listen to this person. Then we going to have to give account to God. So we see this open up. And we're going to keep looking forward. But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not which I have not commanded him to speak or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. And if thou say in our heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? When a prophet speak in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. That is very important. God tell us, look how we can be able to uh, a discern between who is true and who is false. How can we know a person that God sent, a prophet that God sent, and how we can know that that's somebody that's just being false and he haven't sent? This is God clearly showing us that people can ordain or call themselves to be in a role that they don't supposed to be. Dangerous. Because a false prophet, according to the law, is supposed to be put to death. This is how serious it is. So we live in an area where everybody just, God told me to tell you this, God said this, God said it so loosely we're using that and don't understand in the law a person supposed to be put to death if God did not tell that person that uh tell that person what that person's telling to you that God said. And the thing that is so so important concerning that is the stuff supposed to happen. Whatever, and if you slip and say the wrong thing and it don't, death is your consequence. So now we see that this is an important role, very important role. And this role is so great, but yet it was given to ordinary man. So now I gotta balance this out, right? Because you can see in this prophet that, okay, this is a great role, which it is. Then everybody that came after this prophecy and they took on the role of a prophet, 
these people that looked at that prophet was anticipated the prophet, but they was a foreshadow of the prophet. If a prophet came, they before the prophet came, the only thing they were supposed to speak of are things that God told them to speak of, and it was going to point directly to the person that was coming in to fulfill this thing which God had spoken. So let's level this a little bit. I want to tell you that these prophets are ordinary people. Yeah, we have books of the Bible. God already told us. Like, look, if a person comes to you speaking in the name and of another God and that person, a false prophet, and a person come and that person is, he speak a thing and it don't happen, then that person is a false prophet. And I want you to understand this as well. A false prophet can speak a thing and it happens. Two things and it happened. And if the third thing don't happen, then that person is a false prophet. A true prophet of God, everything that person says have to happen. So let's start with Moses. Ordinary man. Exodus chapter 2 verse 1 through 10. Call, he's an ordinary man with a background. And Moses himself committed murder, flee into the wilderness. And he wasn't, he wasn't looking for... He didn't know he was finna have an encounter with God. But he did. Normal man. Dealing with normal temptation temptation that we deal with. Moses was brought up in the Egyptian royal court. He was knowledgeable of the things of the Egyptians. Very important. And they knew Moses was a, a man of God. Because the signs and the wonders that came behind him, how he, God flipped Egypt upside down, and everything Moses said, it happened. So everybody know that Moses was a man of God. Then, but Moses tell us a prophecy in Deuteronomy chapter 18, 15 through 18, so if everything else Moses said were true, then this have to be true. So then we see a person come afterwards. We see Joshua. Then we see after Joshua, we see this, this man that was called, not it's skipping over the time of the judges. We see this man, Samuel, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, 21 through 28. Normal man, he was a, Samuel was a servant, a temple servant at Shalah, where the temple was. And God just took it upon his own self to call Samuel to the office of prophet. Or well, you look at 1 Kings 19, 19 through 21, Elijah was a farmer. He was a normal person doing things like everybody else do, working hard. But yet God, in his own purpose, in his own will, he the one took it out to choose Elijah for that office to be his spokesman. Ezekiel, in chapter 1, verse 3, was a normal person. He was a priest living in exile or in bondage or in a type of slavery in Babylon. Yet he was called to be a prophet. Oh, you look at Amos chapter 1, verse 1, Amos chapter 7, 14. And this person, he was a herdsman or a sheep, a sheep breeder, or in a land on the or the word uh, may mean he was a poor migrant worker. Who knows when it comes to that word? But one thing we do know, he was a normal man who, who wasn't a prophet at first. And God, he had this encounter with this supreme being who called him and told him he was gonna be his spokesman. Same way with Isaiah and Isaiah chapter 6. Same way with Jeremiah and Jeremiah chapter 1. Normal men call 
because they had this supernatural experience with this deity. Or you can look at David, who wrote the Psalms, and see the same thing. So what is this role so important? We see it in a prophecy. We see that if you come and you slip and you false, then you should be put to death. If this, this, this calling, this role is so important, then what does it consist of? It's so important because it ties to God's name, his character. And God's name is his glory and is important to God. So if you say, God say, and it ain't happened, you tainting the glory of God because you are blaspheming his name and you call and having him to be thought of as a lie and a weak God when he did not send you. And that is treason in the kingdom of God, which means that is a sin in the kingdom of God. So prophets are God's spokesmen. They speak for God. They're God's representatives. And I want to make it very, very clear that God used imperfect men. Yeah, I love it. Because that means God can use anybody in this world, but God used imperfect men. And I say that, and I know that some people say, so God used imperfect men, so that means the Bible was written by imperfect men. So how could you say it accurate? Because these prophets that I'm telling you that is imperfect, they were imperfect in their nature. But the perfect God sent the perfect spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, to control the human faculties and to pin down what he wants. Because God is perfect. That means he wrote down these words that is perfect and accurate. It don't take the human to be perfect for the Bible to be accurate. It just takes the person that is in control to be perfect so it can be accurate. One thing they do, God's spokesmen, they proclaim impending judgment. When God sees sin in the world and sin is running rapid, he speaks to his prophets. And as he tells his prophets. Of things. That is to come. To warn about sin. To preach against sin. To tell them this. And this is what the Lord says. Notice that if you look in the Bible. In the Old Testament. You'll hear it say. Thus says the Lord. Because the prophet. Is not speaking what they want to. The prophet. Is telling the people. What God is saying. They tell and they proclaim about judgment. God sees sin and God tell them that he finna bring judgment. God tell his prophet, his prophet proclaim it in the streets to the people. We see it in Jonah chapter 3-4. God sent Jonah to another land, Nineveh. And to proclaim about judgment that is going to come because of the evil, the wickedness in Nineveh. As well as we see it in 1 Kings 16-7, 2 Kings 22-15-17. 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse 23 through 25. We see it in Jeremiah chapter 1, 14 through 16. Jeremiah chapter 5, 14 through 17. Ezekiel chapter 5, 18 through 12. And chapter 38 through 17. These prophets were speaking about judgment to come. If sin is happening, then judgment is going to come. And these prophets were speaking about judgment. God's divine response to sin 
is judgment and his righteous. It's righteous. It is righteous when he do it. And not only did they come with the message of judgment, but they also come with a message to tell how the people how they can be made right with this God that telling them that if they don't change, they are going to be judged. They preached about repentance. Change your life, change your mind, change your way, change your way of living. And they did not sugarcoat it because it came from God. Second Kings chapter 17, verse 13. And it shows as well. And with this, they shows that they were also called seers, but they proclaim repentance. Second Chronicles chapter 24, 19. Jeremiah chapter 3, 12 through 13. Jeremiah 35, 15. Jeremiah 44 to 44. Zechariah 1, 3 and 6. They, they always talk about repentance. When people was in sin, God told them judgment and God told them repent. And then not only was this message was relayed unto the people of Hebrew of the Israelites but God is the God of the whole world so if the whole world was in sin God just used the Israelite raised up prophet that was the Hebrews and he sent them through the world for instance he took in Ezekiel chapter 25 8-11 you see this in Jeremiah chapter 46, 13, he sent up the he tell about Nebuchadnezzar going to smite Egypt. Then he sent warning to Egypt. Chapter 47, verse 1. Sent uh he prophesied against Philistines. If you look at 49, uh, chapter 49, verse 34, Elam. If you look at chapter 50, verse 1, against Babylon, you look at Ezekiel chapter 25, verse 2 and 12 through 14, you look at Edom, uh, 26. And also, you see it in Amos chapter 1, verse 6, Gaza, 13, Amen, chapter 2, 1, in the book of Amos, uh, you, you see it in more. So, God wasn't just bringing judgment upon the Hebrew or the Israelite. He sent his prophets into the other nations. The other nations. These prophets had Graves were responsibility. They had to serve just like God told Ezekiel. As a watchman in Ezekiel chapter 3, 17 through 21. Or Ezekiel 33, 1 through 7. In Hosea 9, 8. It was to be watchman. A watchman was the person to stand on a wall. This wall. You see, they had a wall that surrounded the city for protection of things to come out from the outside to the inside when it's wartime. And the people, the watchman was the people to stand on a the uh, uh, the wall and they'll watch for danger when it's something that seemed like danger is coming from the outside the threat and the things in the inside then the watchman was the one to sound off to warn the people and this in the spiritual sense the watchman before God was the one that see judgment warns the people of the judgment tells the people to repent to be made right and the people told it truthfully it was always about sin. The prophets was talking about sin because sin was it separate people from God. Now, we see their, their responsibility and even with this responsibility, 
it came how they were intermediate. They was the one that stand in the in between or before between God and the people, and between the people and God. That's what the prophet was. Also, they was to speak from God to the people, and not only would they speak for for God to the people. They can also, because of their relationship and that calling that God have on that prophet life, they're able to speak to God for the people. And it really mattered. For instance, if you go to 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 9, you see God heard Samuel. If you go to Genesis chapter 20 verse 7, you hear God heard Abraham. If you go to 2 Kings chapter 20 verse 11, you see God heard Isaiah. And you see in these scriptures that God have a special place for his prophets that when they pray to God, God hears. But in the strike of balance with that, it also be a time when God tell his prophet that he ain't going to hear him because of the sin of the people. When the people are so bad, it is a time that God tell his prophet, I'm not going to listen to you. Because God told Jeremiah that. God told Jeremiah. And that is so important. Today people take scriptures and they use it out of context. You, I know you probably heard this scripture. Touch not my anointed. Do my anointed no harm. They what people scared to say. They quote that today to say and quote it over people to mean that nothing harmful is going to happen unto that individual. But let me tell you, in the context of that scripture, God was speaking about his prophets. God is speaking about his prophets. Because Abraham was the one protected by God. God protected Jeremiah, his prophets. Ones that he called for that office, that role as seer. God was the one that protected them. Now, if you are a follower of Christ and you try to cling to that as it meaning to you. I mean, to some people, they probably don't see no harm happen. But you can't claim that as a promise for Christians because over 150 million Christians was killed for their faith. And even Jesus and Jesus talk about the world going to hate us. Because it hated him. And if Jesus is the one that the the fulfillment of this scripture, who am I? When Jesus is the anointed one. If we go quote that, we have to quote it rightly. Because if God say, touch not my anointed. And Jesus is the anointed one. Then it's either scripture or contradicting or that scripture was meant for a specific purpose and people. Because Jesus was crucified. And after Jesus was crucified, 11 of his disciples was killed for the faith. And after the 11 of his disciples were killed for the faith, you have many other Christians that were killed for the faith. And we all follow the anointing. So stop using scriptures and taking them out of context. And that's why this type of Bible study is so important to each individual so they can grasp what the scriptures say and align themselves under the precepts of the Lord. And then you see the power of God and the truth of the scriptures. 
these prophets, these seers that didn't take this calling upon themselves, but was called by God. These people, it is shown in the scripture how they received it. They received their messages in many ways. They received it by vision, trances, dreams. But Moses was one of the only ones that received it face to face. He heard it out of the voice of God. In Numbers chapter 24, verse 2 through 16. And Joel chapter 2, verse 28 was a, uh, a scripture that speaks about the last days. Tell about the dreams and the vision that God said, I will pour out of my spirit upon all. The, the bond, the, the, the handmaiden or the female and the male and upon everybody. And it should dream dreams and see visions. In Acts chapter 10, verse 11, you see Peter that had went into a trance. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 10 through 20, you see that of John. He was lifted up out of the spirit. Which is very important. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, it, it, it tells us that these people who up were called prophets. This is important. These people that was called prophets. That God spoke to the, the ancient people in many ways. Vision, trance, the word of God said, however. In many ways and, and many times through the prophets. God used the prophets in the old to speak to the people and warn them. Right. But then he, you go to 2 Peter. Let's read 2 Peter. Chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. And it's. The closest and inspiration of the scripture, Second Peter, chapter one. It says this: Peter said, "Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost." So, if these God gave us a standard on how to tell if a person is a true and a false prophet. And then all these people was judged by that standard if they are true or false prophet. That even a true prophet, everything they say have to come to pass to be a true prophet. And these people in the Bible in the Old Testament are stated to be true prophets. And then Peter says that these people were moved by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the perfect spirit of God. Can't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes. Perfect and holy and righteous in what it does. Then it showed the accuracy of the Bible, the accuracy of the word of God. And it showed the sincerity of the scriptures because of the prophets and because of the standards of the prophets. But notice that these people in the Old Testament as prophets, there was a foreshadow of the prophet to come. And as I, as I started in the beginning, hear this out. As I started in the beginning, this prophecy, this prophecy that opened up the role of prophets. I'm finna speak it again. Eight, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15 through 18. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren. Like unto me, unto him you shall hearken. Verse 18. I will raise them up a prophet among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth. And he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Very important prophet. And I believe that's the way that everybody that came after this, 
God sent, opened that pro, opened that role, that office up, and people that came after had the gift to speak things into existence, but they were speaking into existence for a time to point to the Messiah or this prophet that was to come to be the ultimate fulfillment of this. And this is important. So I pray that this is beneficial. This is going to be a lot of information as we continue because this won't be a uh, I mean, gonna be a lot of another part, and they're gonna show the false prophet aspect of it too. In it, and matter of fact, other religions gonna fall up under the false prophet aspect after we see how everything unfolds. May God bless y'all and may it be beneficial to build you up in Jesus' name. I pray, amen. <laughs>